Hi, welcome to the Side Quest Completed Podcast. This is episode 5, and we're recording this on April 11th. And uh, this is uh, me, Calvin, and JC. Hello, this is JC. Welcome to the podcast. uh, I think our main topic, which we'll get into after our uh, catch-up, is uh, a book called uh, Willpower Doesn't Work. And that's uh, your choice, right? Yeah, The Scary Hidden Power, Hidden Keys to Success by Benjamin Hardy. Apparently he's famous on the internet. Ooh, that's the best place to be famous. Uh, yes. Cool. All right. All so, right. so uh, we, we, I was going to say, we uh, normally record these on Mondays, and this is a Thursday because of some schedule issues, so we just start with like what we worked on the last week, but we got like a week and a half, so we better have yeah. each a lot more to talk about. Did you yeah, get 50% more yeah, stuff done? done. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, so, did no. you get did you get a thing done? I uh, have been doing well at the job. That's been good. Made a lot of progress on a, a second yeah, made a lot of progress on a second lightning talk I'm going to be doing later. Been working on my first React project, a volunteer effort within the company. It's not actually working for a client yet. Uh, we'll hopefully be doing that uh, soon. I actually have a better idea the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, it's just been a lot of just sitting around, finding stuff to keep busy with, learning stuff, meeting people. Been doing a lot more socializing than I usually do at jobs, even new jobs. That's been nice. Been enjoying that. That sounds like a good time. To, yeah, just got ramen and uh, curry with coworkers just today for lunch. That was nice. Yeah. Cool. That sounds nice. I yeah. went into work today and I didn't talk to anybody else in the office the whole day because none of the rest of my wow. team was there. Whoa. So, That's incredible. It's hit and miss. We do a lot of working from home different days. So, like, if I go in, I never know if it's going to be a social thing or a quiet thing. Yeah. Most of the other people there aren't with my team. So, makes sense. All right. So, I uh, I did get some stuff done. I finally got that third part, the third game for my arcade game that I'm working on. So I now have yeah. three arcade machines in the, the prototype I'm putting together. Um, and nice. I need to redo some of the sort of overworld graphics before I put together a first demo. But I think that's enough, because especially since one of the premises that any one game might have, like, uh, kind of like different games based on, there might be like three games in a series. So like, you know, maybe it's like the yeah. 80s version and the early 90s version, you know, so like... Nice, uh, you know, Ghost Chaser, and then Ghost Chaser Two Thousand. You know, so I can make like the different <laughs> versions of that arcade series through the time, and that lets me sort of reuse things. So by having three, I can nice. probably get up to like seven or nine games to put in just for like the early prototype. Eventually, I want to have a lot more, but like I want right now just enough of a variety of different kinds of games, and I think I got that now as prototypes. So that's good progress. That's like you know a good foundation to build up enough to show what the game's going to be like. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Ghost Hunter uh, Vengeance of the Future. Ooh, that sounds... Yeah. Sounds intense. Yeah. I sure hope so. so... All right, I guess one thing I did do... Yeah, yeah. Really good this week was read all of Willpower Doesn't Work, the book we're talking about. It's been a while since I've completed a book like that quickly, instead of having to draw it out for a while. Oh! And I read, listened to the entirety of the Digital Minimalism audiobook by Cal Newport. So that's two whole books in the space of less than two weeks. Wow, yeah. I imagine I imagine any book on minimalism bad. should be short, right? Uh, concise, maybe, not necessarily short. Hmm, that yeah. seems like maybe they're not yeah. listening to their own advice. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's a digital minimalism, which means mm. the book can be as long as it wants. But it was, it was an audio book, and that is a digital file. If it was also if it was on a CD, it wouldn't count. If it was on a tape deck, wouldn't count. Yeah, but like the hard copy is a perfectly normal size for a book. All right, all right. Well, that's also really great. I, I haven't gotten as much work reading done, but I have uh, read about half of the Willpower Doesn't Work. So I think I, I got enough foundation for a conversation about it. I'm definitely going to keep reading more, and I got some thoughts in both directions about it. So I'm looking forward to 
the chat. It definitely, like, a lot of the premise is lining up with things that I'm trying to, to do, so it's good to kind of get some labels for things instead of just, hey, this is stuff that kind of works for me sometimes. Um, yeah. That, that's helpful, being able to talk about how I'm doing things, even just myself. So I like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can def- definitely uh, see with, like, variation in my life over, le- over many years how much environment has impacted me. So it's definitely very much a also familiar read for how much stuff spoke to me in my experience. Just looking back far enough. Yeah. Like Chris classic example is that my career didn't really take off until I left the environment of my hometown for New York City. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a big change. I, I think my whenever yeah. I did that we're not to New York City, but just you know, moving out of the hometown to a much different place. I did have a drastic big change because uh, I don't know, like I was already working at home, and I just kind of moved with some friends and just kept doing small jobs. I, nothing really changed my life much, just going in a different place. So I didn't have that kind of drastic change. But it sounds like we're kind of drifting directly into the what have you been reading or playing or whatever thing of the show to the actual topic, since the topic was a book. And since you suggested it, do you want to kind of give a quick like elevator pitch of the book and like you know why you wanted to read it and thought that i should read it and why we should talk about it yep so basically it's about how willpower does not work at least not by itself for the context of affecting long-lasting major change in your life big point big takeaway being it's very important that you shape your environment use the willpower you do have to shape your environment for long-term change Johnson means setting up important spaces for rest, important spaces for work, taking that rest, um, putting the focus work, shaking things up so that you don't get in a rut, bring people into your life that challenge you and everything along those lines. Uh, I um, I really, like I resonate with the environment, both in physical exact terms and also more abstract environments that kind of really appealed mm. to me and I'm yeah I, I like a lot of what I'm reading so far um, I do have a, a few issues with some of the angles it takes but I think that's more yeah. more just like the way it's written than the actual useful information yeah um, so, there's plenty of actionable advice in there so what, you, you read more you actually finished the book and I'm about halfway through so now that you've read yeah. the whole thing um are you feeling more positive than when you started reading or when you wanted to, or you, you know, how that, how'd that go? Did you? Yeah, definitely more positive. Yeah. Even some of the best stuff's right at the end there, but it's very important to set that foundation early on. It's almost like it's important to set the environment when we have the deep learning. Yeah. So I can see some things like my new job is a perfect illustration of a lot of the points of the books. I mean, I've done one lightning talk in my first week at the new job. Got another one coming up soon. I'm volunteering in multiple capacities and learning new tech hadn't touched in years. And that's all within what week three of the new job versus over a year at the last job. And so much of that came down to the environment. Because I didn't change dramatically over like, overnight. It was very much me getting out of a stayed right of a place that was unnecessarily tiresome and burning on the mind to some place where everyone's excited, enthusiastic, has bigger goals, higher aspirations, and want to accomplish things more in alignment with my own goals and dreams and whatnot. Yeah, it sounds like I was a pretty fortuitous uh, um timing of this book and that change in job to sort of drive home the effectiveness of that kind of change. Like, I wonder if you would have gotten as big of an impact from reading the book if you hadn't just had a life change that sort of demonstrates some of the, you know, accuracy of, of uh, the claims that it makes about how much a change like that can actually help you. You know, you think that kind of helps sell the book to you because you're seeing it in, in action, you know, through a sort of coincidence of the time you read it. Yeah. Well, not just that, but I remember mentioned before the move from small town, like small, medium town, Georgia, to New York City, where we've got boroughs 
uh, individual boroughs bigger than my entire hometown. That was a major change. Definitely bootstrapped my tech career, got me out of more rats, got me learning a lot more, networking a whole lot more, big improvement there. Um, to have been two years ago now, getting off of Twitter, off of Facebook, and onto Mastodon and Fediverse at large was another big improvement. Getting away from a lot of toxicity, getting away from a lot of distractions, and among a much more select group of folks who are much more challenging and enthusiastic and you know, all across the board, like people would much more want to imitate and end up imitating because there's so much of my, there's so much of my time around them virtually or not. Yeah. The, the, this kind of sort of um, non-physical environments are the part that interests me the most. Cause it's, it's the one I'm a little more capable of, you know? Um, yeah. Cause there's like a limit of what you can do. Like maybe you don't want to do your job because you like your job, which I do. Or yeah. you know, there's only so much options you have for how you rearrange your house or which rooms you can use for different things. But for myself, there is a change I've made recently that, that follows some of this environment changing um, prescription and it's worked really well, which is I've, I've, I've mixed success with bullet journaling for a couple of years as far as like a main way to organize myself and keep on task for what I'm supposed to do. And I, I do pretty well with it. But the one problem is that there is a expenditure of willpower to keep looking at your bullet journal, to keep yeah. pulling it out of your pocket and opening it up and reading through that to-do list to try to figure out what's the next thing you should do. Because you can't reorder things on a piece of paper, so you got to look at you know what things haven't been crossed out yet. What's what do you got to do? Um, so I've scratched that and I've thrown it all away and gone back. Uh, I can't remember if I talked about this before because I did this. Two weeks ago, uh, I moved so back to the to do app. Yes, to remember the milk, which yeah. I've used for years on and off. Um, but in particular, they have this feature called um, SmartList, which is a powerful mm. search query they have that you can then save as a sort of automatic list that is always up to date to whatever that search was, um, and then also how you sort it. So, and uh, the phone app, the actual the Android app, I can put a widget on my home screen of one of those lists. So now instead of a separate journal and except several the whip except or instead of the willpower it takes to not keep my phone in front of my face all the time which isn't going to happen, I take advantage mm. of the fact that if that's my environment, I'll change it so that it's always putting the next thing I need to do in my face. Oh, very good plan. So would do. And that's actually been helping me a lot. So like if anytime nice. I'm checking if I'm checking my email for work, honestly, if I'm checking Twitter first thing in the morning, which I typically do, when I wake up, the first thing I see, whether I want to or not, is the stuff I need to do that morning. Yeah, very uh, smart. So it, it's been working really well. I've, I've had a much better routine in the mornings, making sure I don't forget anything, getting ready for work, or getting my, my kids' stuff together for school. I've kept up with stuff around the house much better than I have ever. Um, and then when I get Ooh. to work, I have a separate list for that. And it's the same way, kind of like always sorted for what the most important thing is. And just all day long, I'm just, I look at the top thing, I do that, I move on, I do the next thing, and just that changing that environment to like put the focus on uh, what I need to do next and taking my conscious willpower away from trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do next has freed up so much energy. Oh, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. I know you'll appreciate this, but one thing I did to free up a lot of willpower was to uninstall. Destiny 2 and Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... <laughs> un- it's unfortunately helpful, because like I would like to... Yeah. It's a trade-off, you know? Like, yeah, I kind of like to play sometimes, but I recognize that if it's easy to just jump in and play and, and spend some time, I'm going to do that instead of the other things I need to do. Um, yeah. So. No, I was definitely very fortunate to have that for Destiny 2 to be as much of a diversion as it was that I actually neglected overwatch for a few months and is even missing special events and that primed me to have to appreciate how much i could go without overwatch not really miss it mm-hmm. well i could go without quake 2 if i really gotten into it or other games for all the years that servers are shut down lost interest and whatnot and overwatch is just the latest one where i'm just putting it on the shelf i might break it up for the next special event and then have a rule to uninstall it afterwards, even after halfway through the event. I don't know. 
but it's otherwise going to be just an assault. And that's a lot of time I've gotten back knowing that that momentary impulse and would not survive the time it would take to install Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, that, that barrier will help unless there's a, a big thing, which, you know, and I, I might at some point go back and play a bit, but I think I've had enough of a break now that if I did, I won't get as deep back into it because yeah. I also am now out of practice. So it's not like, like I'm not going to go back and jump back on the competitive ladder, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, no more competitive so, ladder. And, and that might help to keep me from getting obsessed with it again because I won't have that kind of, you know, that, that thing to drive me to keep going back to it. If I go yeah. back, it'll just be for casual play. Um, yeah. And maybe I'll be right more habit. fun for me. I was going to say that was like nothing to make it more fun for me as well and more detachable was dropping competitive entirely, not even as like a pretense and only single quick play. And even recently, just dropping in arcade mode, this was not invested in the cosmetics. And that's also a relief. One less arbitrary checkbox to worry about. But in contrast, I've had to uninstall Polytopia mobile game, let's say five times in the last week because it was such a quick download. I could get Jones for it on the subway and download it um, at a stop for a signal and keep playing it for the rest of the trip because it's that wow. easy to get back into. Oh, man. You know, this is, this is a fun coincidence. I, I, I had suggested talking about Google Stadia the other week as a topic, but we didn't yeah. get to it. And I just realized that kind of would throw all of this yeah. completely out because what happens if uh, you know you just need one click in three seconds to play anything? Yeah, terrifying actually. Yeah. Well, let's let, let's hope the subscription recent, wall. Yeah. But let's hope there's a subscription wall to keep ourselves from having access to it quickly. Yeah, uh, and not by the hardware in the first place. Yeah, hmm. I think it's going to just not get us more reason not to get a study in the first place. That's the fact that they'll probably cancel support for it in two years anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> there is no hardware. You can, you're supposed to be able to get it on anything. So oh, you no, already have, bad. yeah, it's just any Android phone, no. your laptop. So you, And they're going to put the buttons on YouTube videos. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, yeah. so yeah. to serious advice, one thing I'm going to do um, is install all my social apps on a tablet I have, like my Mastodon clients, and then uninstall them from my phone. Hmm. Well, so that way, I'll, I'll, that way I'll still have access when I'm abroad, but I won't have the temptation. I won't have the approximate temptation. It's just like not having your um, sugary soda in the fridge makes it a lot harder to drink it. I got a. I've done a similar thing. My tablet is uh, Kindle and Pocket only. Those are the only apps on there. So if I sit down uh, in a chair with it, or if I take it to bed, I can't do anything else. Uh, it doesn't have access to anything else. I don't have anything else installed on it, and it's also a cheap, crappy Kindle Fire that can't run anything else if I really wanted to anyway. So mm -hmm. it sort of forces yeah. that it is a space for reading and reading only. Very smart. Yeah, so I'm hoping that a lot of this stuff, all stuff I've been doing hasn't helped with game dev that much yet, but has made work a lot less stressful. I'm, there is a night and day difference in the workplace when I, what did I do again? I'm sorry, I'm bringing like tired. When I, this is what I get from not having caffeine after like 2 p.m. I'm actually getting drowsy at 9 o'clock at night. Yay. Oh, like an old man. I know, right? I am an old person. In my 30s. So, I was going to say, it, uh, like, it, I was gonna say the very definite um, shift in quality bump in my focus at the new job when I put these uh, social stuff, made it less easy to access, turned off more notifications, didn't have Overwatch tempting me, and I also broke out a moleskin they have just for capturing thoughts just for like whenever i'm tempted to get on the phone and put something out on social media i'll just write it out longhand and then that 
scratches that itch and the phone never leaves my pocket. That's a nice idea. I think yeah. I'm still keeping my journal with me uh, and I'm not using it for like organizing to do's and stuff, but I have thought that I should still keep filling it out and maybe with just non to do stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that sounds like a good kind of use, like get those thoughts out. I also have a uh, voice recorder app on my phone that I, I use sometimes instead of just tweeting stuff so I can just kind of get ideas out. Um, yeah. But that's not always, I'm not always in a space where that makes sense. So, um, yeah. No, I've got a personal digital recorder that I used to use in the car for taking notes because that was safer. I need to dig out and then I can put that in my bag as well because that'd be another way of taking notes without actually bringing the phone out. That was one of the things we talked about in uh, digital minimalism is how we allow this curious how we allowed so many different devices to combine the one device the like the iphone combine the ipod and other stuff without thinking about the consequences of having everything in the same space that, that's an interesting so uh, angle to take because you think or it on the face of it you think that minimalism would digital minimalism would say hey look one device instead of five um, yeah. but there's drawbacks to that yeah it's just kind of like having your bedroom, bathroom, kitchen, living room, neighbor's kitchen, neighbor's bathroom, garage, all in the same ro- single room, four walls. And that's what it's like being on our phones. Because there's a whole bunch of like crappy stuff and anger-making stuff right there available on social media to t- uh, tempt us. News right there games attracting us, personal matters to make us stressed out, other things right there in one spot. Yeah, yeah, I I have a, so when my son was a bit younger, he 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 had a phone even when he was younger because it's the 20, almost 2020s, and everything's ridiculous now. But I had an app specifically for his phone when he was younger, that would be able to give different time limits or just block out uh, different apps. So yeah. like I could say, okay, yeah, you can have this box that will play you cartoons anytime you want, but you're only allowed to use it for 20 minutes a day That for that. But you yeah. still have a calculator and can call us. And I've actually thought, and I haven't really tried it, I could install that on my own phone and use that yeah. to like block myself from the things I – kind of like there's uh, – there's, um, Browser plugins that do that too for you know keep yourself yeah, from going freedom. to too long. Yeah, uh, yeah. that might I'd be one way of. That... Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I would say that might be one way of uh, battling that um, drawback to having so many things packed into one device while still you know keeping the convenience of the one device because I, I am kind of oftentimes looking for that balance. You know, like I recognize yeah that that is a problem, but I also really like my phone. So I want to find, like, is there a way I can fight those problems with it without losing the benefits entirely? Exactly. Yeah, so I figure you might be able to make the bullet journal work more, for example, if your first instinct is to go to, if you don't have the instinct to go to your phone in the first place, and then your brain has more space to remember the notebook. I know one thing I did was break out one moleskin for work stuff, work journal, another one for pers- the actual bullet journal proper, a small one in my pocket for any old thing that comes up when I'm away from the bu- bullet journal, and a separate, very thin, full-size notebook for capturing the random thoughts that would otherwise go onto social media. And it sounds like a lot, but it also means that there's a space for everything. I tried having multiple journals like that, but I kind of got existential crises over where a particular thought belonged between yeah. my different notebooks. So I found a really good one that's the biggest I can fit in my pocket and yeah. it's the thickest one I can find that's still comfortable in the pocket so that I can just say, okay, everything goes in one place. Um, yeah. Because choice petrifies me, basically, even if it's a trivial one. Yeah, that's like one of the challenges of today is we're... There's so many choices, we don't know what to choose. That's actually another thing to talk about willpower doesn't work, is how important it is to limit your choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, I recognize uh, that. Yeah, one piece of advice I'm going to take from willpower doesn't work that applies directly to this particular podcast is publicly pledging to 
publish Anthrotari, my game, before the end of the year, and to publish a sci-fi novel I've had in the wings for ages and been procrastinating on before the end of this year. Basically, double feature. And it doesn't matter what kind of state they're in before by December. If they're not already done, they're going to be put out there as a done piece of work for sale. Oh, that's, that's ambitious. That's a, I like that kind yeah. of... Um, I like setting a deadline and then working in a way that once you're close to that deadline or somewhere around it, that whatever state it's in is a releasable state. You know, it's kind of like continuous delivery, but for one time. Um, that's a really yeah. good way. That, that kind of time, you, uh, continuous delivery, you know, the you know working on yeah. a project where you could deliver every single day. Doing, You can kind of apply some of that where it should always be in a releasable state. You do that for like a month or two uh, up to the deadline, depending on how wide your time is, of course. Like whenever I did yeah. my one-month game project, the last week of it, every day it should be in a releasable state. So if I don't get around to working on it for the rest of the week, it's still something I can release. Uh, and the yeah. same thing, if you work on a project for a year, the last quarter of the year, it should be releasable so that you're, you're always just adding things on that are... Um, not required and you always have it in a state that if you stop the rest of the year you could release it because if anything comes up then you're already there um, and, and then it also forces you to work on things in small enough chunks that you're never like halfway through something and putting it in a broken state exactly and it's so important to limit your scope as well it's very easy to get too ambitious i know when i tried to one of my impetuses to imputize whatever to try and port Anthrotari to Unity was to support a more advanced UI. But really, the crit call there in retrospect is to keep the UI user, user interface much simpler, basically pretty much just what I have right now, and be content with that. Worry about fancier UI stuff when, I've, um, when that's particularly required by the project or Required by the scope versus something adding that's just a distraction from finishing the writing, which is much more core to visual pro novel project. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know. I also getting a little bit some regular distortion on your end. Are you hearing any distortion on my end? No, but I was leaning back in my chair earlier. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Might have been that. It felt it's still like digital distortion, so it might have just been like I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But yeah. Hopefully it's like, so, uh, just like a playback issue, not like a recording issue. So, have you made those uh, public uh, commitments to those releases that you're going to try that you're going to stick yourself to yet, or are you planning those at some point soon? I've done one social media post for the novel novel, and I'll do another one tonight for the visual novel. And this podcast, when it goes live, I'm going to count as the even most official one. Awesome. So right here. Yeah. This is the whole point of the podcast. Yeah. I, I think that my, for me that, that sort of public thing for the game is gonna come in a in sort of the um a different form. Like not it's it's not so much for me about like one announcement, but like once I get it up to like a showable demo, then I'm gonna be trying to constantly put out little clips, you know, like 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 game devs yeah. do of you know having a Twitter account that you just keep throwing up little gifs that people like you need something people are going to retweet. You need something that people are going to recognize from one thing to the next that, Oh yeah, I've seen this thing a couple times before. And so it'll be through that, you know, talking about it publicly ongoing. That is the, the kind of public commitment to me that, that works. Yeah. So, but I need to get it in that state where I can show stuff too, because uh, admittedly I've also tried the public commitment and it, and it backfire, which can happen, you know, oh, no. if, uh, if you do it too early and then you maybe change your mind because you haven't gotten far enough to actually realize that that's what you want. Um, so you gotta, you know, for you, like your, your Anthrotari is far enough along, you know, you're getting to the end. And I've done yeah. that before, like before I started things like, Hey, I'm going to start this game that I'll be releasing in six months, but I haven't actually figured out if it even makes sense yet. And then maybe it's just that fun because that was a great idea. They're not all great ideas. Um, so yeah. timing is important there. Tell you, timing is very important and scope management. The announce before you start thing can work. This is what they talk about in Willpower doesn't work. But a true amount depends on scope. 
I think the example they used was somebody, I think a musician. So there's a certain constraints to how much he has to produce, i.e. how much of a song. He's probably not, no one's expecting him to do three hours of music in his usual time frame. I guess that's a big challenge for us, especially as hobby game developers, is to figure out that sensible scope. Um, and we're not indie game developers who do this for a living and who have eight hours a day, 16 hours a day to crunch on it. We're not professionals who have a bunch of other people supporting us. We have much less time than the average person, but still enough that we can do something impressive as long as we keep our scope, our expectations for our own game in check. Yeah, the point being yeah, is that yeah, whatever our scope is, we get something actually done out the door. And that's this kind of thing that really separates one from the pack, it raises one to a new level of expectation that results, that leads directly to better results next time, next time, next time. Yeah, you, you mentioned how, like, um, you know, we're not, we're, we're indie devs, but we're not the indie devs who are also doing it for a living, you know, the pro indie, basically. And yeah. You know, that, that also means that our, our time and resources are not just less, but less consistent. That really yeah. makes scoping hard, because even if you have less time or less money to put to a game, um, if, if you're doing it as your full-time job, you at least know a consistent amount of time that you are alive and can work on it. And we don't even have that. Um it really makes scoping hard because no matter what, you can't you can't predict how your workflow is going to go, what your life is going to change like in six months. Um, you know, like if you tried to yeah. estimate this six months ago, you might not have known that you were going to have this new job. Probably didn't. I didn't know I would have this new job two months ago. Yeah, so like you you can't <laughs> you cannot plan that ahead and how that's going to impact positively or yeah. negatively um, the time you have and the scope, um, which is you know, why that sort of time box uh, approach where you, you then you build in a workflow where you're always ready to throw it out the door if you really need to, because one yeah. way to fix that scoping problem is to make the scope flexible. You kind of have to, because your resources exactly. are going to be flexible. So you, you kind of, yeah, you, you can't commit to a specific thing, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately. You can't. You gotta embrace that. You gotta make that part of it and part of the adventure. Like you don't know what's gonna be at the end, and that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this, that might be a great model to follow. Is much much smaller games than is usually expected of game markets. Something much more on the maybe four hour playtime span, if that, or even two to one hours at a time frame. Because even that can take a surprisingly long time to make. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a whole different way of making games. There's nothing about games that require they be 120 hours. That's very much an artifact of marketing before. I remember old games selling themselves and having so many hours of gameplay. It's just kind of like how having limited lives in a game is an artifact of arcade machines mm -hmm. wanting you to put more quarters in when there's no reason like on old Nintendo games, there's no reason to have unlimited lives on Super Mario Brothers because no one was putting quarters in. It's amazing how many stuff, how many assumptions about game design are just that assumptions, inertia, habits, and unquestioned assumptions and not actually hard requirements of game design. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard to sort of um, escape even now those expectations. You know, like you see that like there's actually been a big conversation going on uh, the the Twitter game sphere about um, hard modes and uh, cheat codes and people oh, yeah. getting like real personally upset at the idea that anybody would use a cheat code to get through Dark Souls. Like they are, you know, missing out on an important part of the human experience. Like this is a language uh. that they're using. Like they are taking it really seriously, and I, I actually, I can see, I know like where they're coming from. Not that I agree, but like I, I know the thought process, and I know the, I know the feeling of enjoying the hard game, even though that's not always what I want to do now. Um, and that's that's the one thing I, I can think about whenever I see that is I know both really liking those and really not wanting those right now. And right now, I yeah. don't want the 120 hours. I want more short games because I don't have time to play that many games. I need them to be short so that I have time to play more than one. 
Yeah, I mean, so those, even a 40-hour novel is considered huge. And that's um, a novel. That's a huge, like, Brian Sanderson novel. But we, could sh- we totally should do another episode later on difficulty levels. Yeah, definitely. But I think... I think my hot take on that right now is wanting to point out that frustrating is not the same necessarily the same as challenging. And one of the most exciting games lately this season has been one where the whole point is changing the rules of the game. AKA Baba oh, is you. Yes. yes. That's that, yeah, that that was an amazing drop. I, I didn't I I don't know if there was um more released ahead of time than I saw, but I didn't see anything until like the date released and that was just like bam. That was one yeah. of the more impactful uh games for me, like just design wise, like seeing something that I never would have thought of in a thousand years. Yeah. And think about how that would not have worked with high end Red Dead Redemption to realism. It only works because mm-hmm. it's so simple and accessible. Or the impossibility of hard modes or difficulty levels for a game like that. The way the puzzles are balanced yeah. and built into the mechanics. Okay, I didn't hear any of what you just said. And I, th- ooh, I think it might show up in the audio too. I'm seeing like this drop off, so your recording might not be so great this time around. If you're speaking, I'm not hearing are you. you. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what are happened you there. Are you, are you, can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay, yeah. While you were saying that you that you couldn't hear me, I could hear you, but uh, your recording timeline was like faded, like something happened. So I think it was yeah. a con- I think it was a connection issue. Okay. So. Yeah, it's just like this big blank spot where I <sighs> thought you were talking. you were talking. Okay. Great. Great. Oh, this will be fun to fine. edit later. We'll fix it in post. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Let's check your. I haven't been looking at the checklist. All right. Um, so I guess we can We already jumped ahead on this, but we can go back, double back to what we've been watching, playing, whatnot. We already discovered, discussed Wilpert doesn't work, discussed uh, digital minimalism, um, not playing Overwatch, not playing Destiny 2, cleaning myself off from Polytopia. Um, been enjoying The Tick Season 2, my girlfriend. Ooh. So it's uh during dinner treat. I've been um, see. I've been rewatching uh, the Good Place because I did not realize that the uh, last episode in February really was the end of the season. It was only like twelve episodes. I just thought it was taking a really long midseason break. So when I realized <laughs> that, I started rewatching because uh, God, I love that show. Um, and I haven't I haven't been watching um, as many shows lately. So. Um, not not a lot for me. I'll have been going to the movie a lot more though. Uh, my family we've been going Ooh. like every weekend at least. Um, so dang, what did we just see? I can't remember what just came out. Uh, we watched the the new the uh, Nancy Drew movie two weeks ago because my Ooh. wife was a was big that? Nancy Drew fan. It was good. Like I've never read a Nancy Drew book in my life, but it was a fun movie. It was fine. Um, I hear they might make another one. Uh, there was a one that like totally bombed like ten years ago. They seem to have fixed whatever yeah. they screwed up that time because it was definitely a fun movie. Um, oh, very fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember the big thing that I'm not playing right now, and that's Pokemon Go. Ah, uh, yeah, it, it didn't yeah, last long well, for me. Yeah, it was great for getting me out of the apartment. I worked from home. Mm-hmm. Now that I have a commute again and an engaging job, Pokemon Go was much more of a distraction than anything else. That was the thing that I was forgetting earlier. We're talking about night and day difference so my focus at work was not having pokemon go not having the allure of spinning those pokestops within reach of my chair at the office every five minutes and just as soon as i got rid of that like next day my focus was dramatically improved it's made walking better uh i actually enjoy walking i'm actually listening to music paying attention to the content versus having it in the background of my head while focusing on the book is up. And I'll we'll probably reinstall it for Community Day Singular in the future. But it's just one of those things that I was inspired to get rid of based on Willpower doesn't work. 
and it's definitely free up a lot of brain power for things like having a breakthrough and what I need to do for the ending for Anthrotari. Yeah. I'm glad that's freed up some time. Uh, uh, so I, I did remember the other movie that I saw, which was Shazam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the that was great. Good, the only good DC movie. Glad they finally figured that <laughs> out. Um, yeah. and, I, and I did it's also... Like people want to. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's almost like people. It's almost like people want to enjoy movies instead of feeling bad yeah. after watching them. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Um, Ooh, yeah. And, and I've also mm-hmm. uninstalled another another game, which is Factorio. Um, yeah. I have been waiting for the update to, to to play a lot more, and then instead I just decided instead of starting yet another game on that, I'm gonna drop it. Um, do, yep. do you know Do you know Factorio? I played it for a hot minute. And then the combat part really turned me off. Not to mention the way everything's so brown. And just having that extra unnecessary time pressure taking away from the interesting part of building up all the other stuff just kind of killed it for me. I just went on to other stuff. That that, that game can devour your soul over time. Like it yeah. is, uh, you. No, no other game has made has made me look at the clock and find four a.m. In the same way that like a really good code problem has, um, yeah, it, it scratches exactly the same itch for me, which is why I have to sometimes get away from it because then I'm not scratching that itch with the code that I want to write. Yeah, that's exactly why I uninstalled or stopped playing Colonizing Mars. I I know that one, but I can't remember it. If well, if you if you have the same problem I do, don't install it. I won't. <laughs> Save yourself. Save yourself. Yeah. But it's funny how much this our talk about or reading and watching turns into a negative space as much as anything else in the absence of sense. Which is probably yeah. for the best because the thing is if you want to develop games it means taking time away from passively consuming. I hate that word consuming. Media. Now that's it hurts true, a little bit in the moment, but you know you, you also it's you know there's an old adage like if you want to write if you want to write you have to read, and the same thing is true yeah. of, of any creation like you have to know and study that medium. So yes, I need to get rid of the games that sink a bunch of time, but I need to also figure out how to replace some of that time with the smaller, better variety of titles that can. Yeah. Um, inject my brain with ideas and motivation and excitement for the medium that I'm not getting whenever I'm just pouring it all into the same games over and over again. That's another problem with Overwatch and Factorio and things that you just play forever is you stop being a gamer and being an Overwatch player is what you become. You know, you're not, the, the medium kind of fades away because you just focus on that one instance of it. Yeah. You get stuck in the flow moment. The thing, because the thing about, Reading, having to read if you want to write, so you have to read deliberately with studious attention to the material, to the craft in front of you, and really digest yeah. and dissect what you're doing in a way that's a very distinct process from reading purely for enjoyment. Yeah, I think you still have to do it a little bit. For enjoyment, because you have to understand oh, yeah, what right. it's like to enjoy the thing you're trying to create for other people to enjoy. Um, but yeah, yeah. You, you do have to do it a different way too. Yeah, it's like read for enjoyment and then go back and read it for a study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because if yeah, because if your media consumption, if your media engagement, I prefer the word engagement over consumption. Because books don't go away after you read them. If your media consumption doesn't feel a bit like work and doesn't um, make you painfully conscious of the warts and all the craft, then doesn't you know come away with notes or some similar observations on the work itself, then it's not really a read it's not really reading to write. It's just reading to read. Yeah, th- this idea of like uh, really like focusing on them as you go through it reminds me of I can't remember the name. There's a um, particular indie game dev who has this um, sort of ongoing public uh, series of, of video streams of going through like the top 
recent release Steam games and, and review like the top ten new games from the last month or something. Um, and he like Ooh. does that like every month, goes through like breaks them down. Why are these on the top? You know what 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 makes that game different or unique? What's the problem with it? What's the good things? Um, and both does it for himself, but also does it publicly to kind of share like his thought process. You know, he's thinking it all out loud. And I I can't remember the name, and it sounds like something that you know fits into exactly what you're saying. And also that would be a good sounds thing to very check much out. Like it, yeah. So I I will look up. I'm gonna try to look up where that's from, and I'll, maybe I'll bring that up the next episode um, if I can figure it out. Yeah, let me put it in the notes for later. All right. Um, so I guess uh, we're getting really long in time. We got a lot to talk about. So I guess we go on to aspirations for next week, which is to say, over the what's happening over the weekend, since the next recording is just a few days away. All right. So I guess I'll start. My aspirations include paying my taxes because it's almost fifteenth. I need to yell at a bank to get me some documents they no longer have. Mm-hmm. All right. So fun times. Yeah, taxes come first, then any game dev. All right. I'm going to actually volunteer for a art event. I'm going to be helping with a dancing robots event. That should be fun. That's going to take up time and brain space this weekend. And anything else I am forgetting... Uh, no, let's focus on work, pick out new stuff to listen to and read, and let's see, let's generally plan. This is definitely a space where I need to be preparing myself for the game that I've worked later and for all the other life stuff that is high priority, like traveling for a wedding in a couple of months, putting for the move and whatnot, and... Yeah, I really want to seize this opportunity to set up my upcoming big environment change for success. All right. That's all this like, weekend. Sounds like you've got a loaded few days. Um, yeah. But in, in good ways, except for the tax part. Yeah. Use stress as opposed to distress. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah. for, for me, I think, uh, unfortunately, same top priority for the aspirations do my taxes over the weekend last minute of course always is mm-hmm. uh but i'll get it done um i always do my own mine my own too so it's lots of lo- lo- lots of tedium and math okay that'll be fun uh i probably yeah. will also be able to get at least something done i think we try to focus on some getting away from screen time screens uh, this weekend, except for my tablet, which I draw on because I'm going to try to spend some time drawing. Um, so I'm going to try to do that by doing it not at my desk. I think I'm going to make a point to Ooh. find some drawing time. And maybe it won't even be on my tablet. Maybe I will pull out the old sketchbook and try to see if that will help me to, because it's been an ongoing tooth pulling to do this more. Um, so I'm going to try that. I'm going to try to maybe draw outside or at the kitchen table away yeah. from my computer. Um, Cause that's, you know, my desk is also my computer desk. So I'm going to draw in there. I have the pool of the computer. So I'm going to try that. Um, and I think that might help. Hey, fingers but, crossed. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, right. and my other main aspiration is less YouTube and more podcasts. Um, yeah. Always, always more and more behind with my podcasts. And I think, like whenever I would just open up an, uh, a YouTube video idly while I'm doing chores around the house, even I just I'm gonna try to make it more, make it quicker to uh, open up my podcast than that. So I'm probably gonna move my like I'm gonna get rid of the YouTube app on my home screen and just have the podcast app so that I think of that first. Um, yeah, I recommend that because video component can be so distracting by design. Well, I, I usually actually turn the screen off and just listen, uh, but it's still exactly. like I would rather listen to the podcast. I just don't do the habit of it so yeah well getting moving the youtube app off the home screen is all part of shaping your environment for success yep because i don't trust myself yeah, yeah. and you shouldn't especially it's like i always lock my door when i go out even if it's for an errand across the street because i want to automatically lock my door mm-hmm. if i'm tired or drinking or whatnot so that you know it Try to always do your best, even when it's necessary, so that when you're at your worst, you'll at least meet yourself halfway. Yeah, you need a buffer for screwing up, right? Exactly. 
Yeah. It's kind of how I have a rule. Like, I never look at my phone. I don't even have my phone screen visible when I'm crossing the street. And in New York City, that's probably the season of my life. Who knows how many times? Hmm. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty safe, safe bet. People aren't as crazy here on the road, so sometimes I walk in front of the cars on purpose whenever there's a crosswalk and I just want to piss off the driver because, like, you're supposed to stop for me. You better stop. And it works here because they're not going that fast and they are paying attention. But if they, like, are – they do that thing where they'll wait long enough to slow down to try to signal to me, no, you wait for me, and I start walking. i like, no, no, that's not how it's going to work. Uh, no, I guess yeah, I guess it doesn't sound like you can do that. And now let's get uh, yelled at and possibly chased after. So no, mm, yeah, I don't want that. And also because yeah, and yeah, this is safer in general too. That was amazing to me that people would look down away from the oncoming vehicles when crossing the street for anything. It's like even I, mean, I don't even, yeah. I guess they don't have time to stay alive. They're all busy. They got somewhere yeah, else to be. Evidently. But they read the latest tweets. Okay. So, <laughs> so here with, thank you for listening to the uh, SideQuest Completed Podcast on road safety. <laughs> here to help yeah. you live long enough to actually finish your game. <laughs> oh. That, that, that kind of yeah. hits me hard. That's a, I mean, I know that I take a long time to finish, but wow, I hope, I hope that I, you know, don't take that long. Not to worry about lifespan. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing is, if you hit by a car, it doesn't matter how long you were supposed to live. You're still dead. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Have you yeah. note to end so, on? Yeah. So we should make a, I don't think we want to make a VR game out of that. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a, a good idea. All right. Well, uh, good you luck on your everything. Yeah, what was that? Oh, go ahead. I was like, good luck on, on everything. Good luck on your next week's aspirations and goals. Uh, I did notice that none of your aspirations had anything to do with making your games, but I'm going to give you a pass on that because you also got to do taxes. Um, yeah. But I might not be so lenient next time. I might I might bribe you about that. Oh! Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can do that then because I'll actually have some more bandwidth for it. Yeah. 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 Nice. All right. Well, oh, sorry. It's a pleasure chatting with you, Calvin. You too. And this has been Side Quest Completed. Side Quest Completed. Da 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 da. It's podcast time. It's the podcast time. Not no podcast time. The beer for podcast time. Podcast time. Podcast time.